0: Hello, WZIP. Welcome back to Willow Wednesday, Hara and my little mini show where we recap and comment on the Disney Plus series Willow. Hara, the day has finally come. I'm episode so eight.
1: So upset. I'm so upset. The that season this day has one come. finale,
0: the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers, kind of, sort of. I think Desolation of Smog was worse, but there we at least knew a contin a continuation was coming.
1: Yeah, for sure. So,
0: like, as of right now, Willow still hasn't been renewed for the second season. Even though the showrunner wants it, it's and the end of the much. finale literally alluded to having three seasons. Yeah. So it was clearly in the in the plan to do so. So, so. Disney, please get to it. Come on. Please,
1: please, please. I will get on my knees to beg for it. <laughs> I'm that serious. I'm so upset that this day has come, and that we finished the first season, and that like our little podcast is about to be over, too. That's really upsetting. I love coming here and talking about the things we we enjoy and, like, bouncing off each other and, like, reacting to these things. It's so fun. And
0: it's coming to an end. What was your reaction to this episode, Hara?
1: I was bawling like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> bawling. I don't know if I'm even over it. Because I watched this episode the morning that we're recording this podcast. And it's still very fresh. The emotions are still way up high for me I feel like I might cry at any given moment while recording this podcast so if you hear a little bit sniffling then don't worry about it especially when I'm I'm recapping the episode (laughs) it was it was a lot and knowing that it was like the end of the season two and considering it's not renewed yet there's that chance that it could just be the end it's too much I can't handle it I love them. um I said it before These characters literally feel like my family. I love them so much. And this episode was a lot for me. It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, when I was watching this episode for the first time with my roommate, it was really an interesting experience. So we were both, you know, in the living room. We were watching it. And, you know, for the first half or so, I was like, okay, okay. You know, it's like regular. It's like the tension is up, but it's nothing... It's still like mind shattering has happened yet. And then let's just say that I can't even read most of my later comments on here verbatim. I had to go back and do some editing. They were fine at first, a little snarky. But hey, that's my style of movie note taking. What can I say? Then they just kind of descended into chaos and featured progressively more cursing and capitalization
1: (laughs) as the the episode went on. Opposite i usually have so many notes written down for like all my reactions in the episode i barely have anything written down because i was crying too much (laughs) to write anything down it's like
0: i have been on my feet i had been yelling it's like what is happening i
1: i had to pause it was an experience five million times to get up and get more tissues texted me during yoga class this morning yeah it was it was intense it's an intense episode, and Disney, I'm going to need you to renew it right now.
0: Yeah, there's, there's two more seasons, supposedly. You've already promised it, so you must come through with it.
1: Exactly. That's how it works.
0: Don't let me down. <laughs> Don't let me down. Okay, so the finale, cultishly titled Children of the Worm, because, again, that is, that is a very natural, normal name for an organization, nothing shady Worm. about it whatsoever, well, the episode picks up with Kit and Alora meeting Eric, who, as we found out last episode, has gone to the dark side with an inferior haircut and an all-black getup. Allura and Kit take turns dealing with the obviously brainwashed prince, who betrays that the crone outed Dove as Alora. He tries acting cool and normal otherwise, but the man's surrounded by baddies and claiming that the crone isn't actually that bad, and Kit and Alora should just give her a chance. Since Eric claims to be willing to leave with them as soon as they're done chatting with the crone, Kit and Alora reluctantly agree. At the what end else of the world, they do? yeah, at that point, at the end of the world, the rest of the crew is wondering about what could have possibly possessed Kit and Alora to eat themselves over the edge of the world into an apparently bottomless waterfall. Willow suggests that Alora and Kit were meant to go alone, but neither Jade nor Graydon are here for that. Graydon is praised by Willow again. Thank you. And they jump, leaving Borman and Willow there by themselves. Borman hums and haws for a bit about his supposed selfishness and stuff, but his loyalty to his friends wins out and he jumps as well. Willow, however, is seemingly set on returning home to Mims. I mean, after that awful, awful, like, vision, hallucination, whatever it was last episode, like, I would be sprinting back. Um, <laughs> How he plans on getting back before he starves and dehydrates, I have no idea. But I'm, I'm sure he's got something works out.
1: He's Willow, you know. He's a he's great Willow. He'll, he'll figure he'll something figure it out. out.
0: <laughs> Kit and Alora meet Lily, who does actually have her name in the subtitles in this episode, A.K.A. the Crone, who offers them a choice to join the cult. Kit and Laura don't really have a plan very much, so they decide to humor the thing. And go into the bright portal thing. Both girls are quickly separated inside by Eric and Sorsha. Not actual Sorsha, but kind of like a a crone version of Sorsha, who's like not actually there, but she's yeah. kind of... Kind there of like an alternate universe. A temptation... Except it's not device real. ...device that looks like Torsha, yeah. So, Eric announces that he and Alora are going to get married. Boo. It was terrible. I didn't like it. I it was didn't awful. like it anymore. I my shipping has been completely converted. So just no, no. How about we don't do that? Sorsha apologizes for daring to hold Kit to any modicum of responsibility, because who needs those pesky obligations when one can simply hakuna matata their way through life, walking the meaningless line of indifference.
1: Yes, and can this Sorsha be the real Sorsha? Because
0: <laughs> I mean, she, she was a lot nicer. She I did a like. Lot nicer. I did I, like I how her. nice she was. But at the I same like time. This it's like, it's like, but at the same time, like I get, you know, you have to be nicer. And I did like how nice she was seemingly being to kit. But at the same time, like no responsibility whatsoever. And I think she even phrased it like it's like some people are meant to bear this responsibility and some aren't. So I'm like So, Kit is too weak to have any responsibility whatsoever. See, I didn't
1: really, I didn't actually take it that way because, you know, in some sense, it can be taken that way that she's saying Kit's too weak to handle it. But I think what she meant is that it shouldn't be on Kit to have to handle it. And that's not her, like, path in life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, it's not that she's saying she's weak, it's just that she has other things other better things to do with her life, like you know, prance around with Jade, possibly be a knight. It would be cute if they went to night school together. I'm just saying. I'll yeah, put I it think, out there. I think I that think, would be
0: really cute. Um there'd have to be quite a bit of catching up there on Kit's end <laughs> to get to where Jade is, but okay. I I don't know. I don't know. Well I mean there's being this able episode. to learn how to fight and then there's <laughs> being able to have like the discipline and I'm I'm sure there's more to being oh, a knight. For sure so. when it
1: comes to the discipline Kit's going back to elementary. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. sh- she needs to work on that. But. Yeah.
0: So the girls are separated, and then Borman, Jade, and Graydon arrive at the doors of the creepy worm temple thingy that Kit and Allura went into with Eric. Despite Borman's flawless, totally not consisting totally of dirt dirt, disguise and Graydon's awesome purple magic they can't open the door a sandstorm approaches them forms the face of the mummy seriously it's like the same face from the Brendan Fraser films and then they are turned to stone and you know I was obviously concerned at this point but
1: I was was very drastic and very sudden I was (laughs) yeah concerned is a very light way to put it I was
0: still holding on to some hope that it's like they're just stuck like, I'm not going to write them off as dead yet, right? Yeah, like they
1: can be brought they back. They can be
0: brought back because, you know, Alora and Kit could, you know, free them somehow. And then I was distracted by Mad Martigan, so that helped anyway. Well, his voice. He's still not really there, but his voice is. He gives Kit a pep talk saying that he's always been with her and that she's better than him because she's Alora's sword and shield, hyping his Kit up big time. And I was here for it. It was
1: amazing. And just that acknowledgement that Kit is Allura's protector and, like, having that huge responsibility. Because, it's like, it's not that she's so tied down to Allura and it's not... I mean, it is, essentially. But mm-hmm. her role in the world is so much bigger than what it was, like, than being the princess of Lean. And I think that fully showcased it and mm-hmm. gave her that kind of... um I don't know, um, encouragement that she needed Mm -hmm. to understand herself better and be and realize like where she is in the world, like what her place is and what her role is and all these Mm -hmm. things. And it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I really liked it because Kit does understand, I think, finally here where what her father did, and what her own true role and importance is. So like earlier, she had been pretty jealous of Elora. She had thought that You know, Mad Mardigan had left because of her. She had torn apart their family. And, you know, just for the sake of this other girl who is not a member of their family. And that had been a big, understandably so thing Mm -hmm. in Kit's life that she had to work past. But now I think she's finally getting, not necessarily the maturity, but the understanding that Mad Mardigan left. For a reason that was not just because he was choosing Alora over the family. Kind of like, Alora kind of mentioned this last episode. But it was because of his family. And that they all have this role to play for the betterment of their world and each other. And Kit has now discovered her role in that. And she's come into her own, in a way, with her father's blessing. And she's finally gotten the love that she's perceived that she's never gotten from her father because she thought that he favored Alora when actually that's not the case. So that was that was a whole big thing that I absolutely absolutely loved. Of course that gives Kit the confidence to kind of you know not go through with that. She tells not Sorsha what she can do with that freedom, and she runs after Alora. But Alora's not there anymore, because <laughs> of course she's not.
1: Lily Nothing happens easily.
0: Lily is on the blanket, seemingly having converted Alora to which I was quite annoyed at Alora when I heard this. Very annoyed indeed. Some chosen one, I thought. Just <laughs> go to the dark side very easily. Like, you should have had some kind of... Like, I get it. It's tempting. But you knew that something would be coming up. You should have been on guard from day dot, from the get-go, when right. you walk through this portal thing. It's like, okay, this crone thing is literally just told me she was going to try to convert me to the dark side. I am going to resist... Anything and everything that just happens. Because <laughs> no. clearly,
1: Allura it's not kinda real. kind of went in head empty. She <laughs> was like, I guess we're about to see what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And then no thoughts. She was just vibing, I think. And then <laughs> it was not cool. Laura. that was not cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, did you? I mean, to both of them, to some extent. Because Kit falls for it a little bit at first, too. Where I'm just like, did you guys, like, I mean, I know you said you didn't really have a plan, but at the same time, like, did you think for a second that this probably isn't real? And that it might have just maybe been sounds... very
1: powerful and, like, it's such a it dreamlike could be. world, so it's very tempting.
0: It could be. I was but... just thinking, like, there was a thing where, it was, like, it just seemed like they were coming like a little too easy like they didn't mm-hmm. there wasn't a moment of like resistance hey like I don't think so and then like that kind of like wore down a little bit as the temptation continued but it just seemed like Eric come, came up it's like hey we're getting married and Sorcia came was like, I'm so sorry my daughter for everything and then both of them are just like oh okay
1: yeah <laughs> like I agree
0: I was like I mean I get that it's tempting and everything but did you
1: Right, the lack of resistance at the beginning Do you is- maybe
0: think you would come across something like this when you walked in and the, the girl literally said, hey, we're going to convert
1: you to our cult? Especially considering <laughs> everything they've been through to get to this point. Mm-hmm. You would think that they would have just the tiniest bit of resistance in, at first, you know, before falling for it. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened.
0: Clearly not. <laughs> but, you know, to Kit's credit, again, she... She was able to snap out of it with the amazing Mad Mardigan's help. What a man. What a legend. Love him so much. The man, the myth, the and legend. And then, how is Kit rewarded for this, Hara?
1: Um, she was turned into stone, of course. <laughs> yeah, like immediately. Immediately. Then this woman, the crone
0: thing, just turns Kit to stone. Like what? And that, my dear friends is when my note-taking just devolved into chaos.
1: (laughs) That was about to be... It was almost my last straw, but not quite there because I was still holding on to that, you know? Being turned into stone doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because you can reverse that. Mm -hmm. That's something that can be changed from all other fantasy settings I've ever seen, (laughs) been accustomed to, you know? That's not the end of it, however... It was not cool. (laughs) And do not ever do that to my kit again.
0: Yeah. This is a president of the Kit Protection Squad
1: Association, whatever it's called, club. Yeah. I I would go to great lengths for (laughs) Kit. (laughs) She's perfect in all ways that matter.
0: Yeah. We're just going to pretend that the first (laughs) half of the season, Kit, did not exist because this one is far superior.
1: I don't even... She wasn't even in the show until episode four, actually. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Kit just didn't exist until then. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, Chosen One Alora is all blushing bride at her wedding with Eric, who, at this point, told her to just stop being Alora Dannon because that's how you know, ladies, that you've hooked a winner. You find a guy who wants you to change your identity. It's That's sarcasm. Please don't do that for realsies. Thanks.
1: Yeah, no, do not do that. Um, if somebody asks you to do that, run the other way.
0: Like I don't care how much you like your identity. If someone is telling you you need to change it or you should change it or trying to get you to change it, they probably... Red flag. Yeah. It's like unless it is something so far out there that is just like your identity is literally hurting you. Like, I'm not just saying that you don't want to deal with it. But it's like, it mm. is literally hurting you. You have a problem that is dangerous to your health.
1: Then probably do something yeah. to change. At that point, change, like, yeah. Or get better, you know, whatever but this it is, is. this is not one of those cases. This is just,
0: you know, being a Laura Dannon is really hard. You don't seem like you're that into it.
1: So maybe you can just... Stop. And at this point, I was still holding on to the hope that Alora was just pretending, going mm-hmm. along, just to, you know, probably like ease things, see what's go- what's really happening. But that's not the case. She was actually just she was doing that. Ivan. She was going yeah. yeah on like she was really about to marry this mm-hmm. guy. But
0: thankfully, Alora realizes something. Finally.
1: Finally. She
0: pulls away from the kiss and is like you know, I'm not really into you anymore. And I think
1: what, what <laughs> triggered that is Eric literally asks her, or no, he tells her to kiss him. And she's like, wait one second. I won't do that, actually. Yeah,
0: no thanks. My gray Laura heart burst into song so melodiously that Tolkien himself has surely wept tears of joy from beyond the grave. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure I squealed <laughs> over that. I was like, yeah. yes, finally.
0: Yeah, I was so, so happy to see that relationship hopefully forever be put in the rearview window. And again, I liked Eric from the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's not that I dislike him. Like, obviously now he's he's possessed by the, the evil thing, so that's not super great for him. But, you know, it's like, this is a character. This is not a character that I disliked. but It's just...
1: It's almost like just not having any feelings towards him at all. Like, he's just there, at least for mm-hmm. me, you know? It's he's, like, he's, I still have, like, some cool.
0: fondness for him, but I just like her fit with Graydon so much better.
1: Completely agree with you. Graydon for the dub. Yes.
0: Just before the Crone can try to pressure Alora into this sham of a wedding by threatening her friends, because Alora doesn't already know that she's already turned them all to stone. Yo, a voice breaks out in the most monot- welcome monotone of drawls.
1: Willow! <laughs> Willow is here! It's Willow! I was so She is
0: Laura Dannon, last blood of Chimeria, future empress, high priestess, septum sorceress of the nine realms. He's come back and blessed us with his world-building mad lips once again.
1: It was fantastic. Fantastic. Because as we stated earlier like he was staying um at the edge of the world like he didn't jump down he was actually going to go back to his daughter memes but which i wouldn't have blamed him mm-hmm. it was upsetting to see i was like oh are, is this really it for willow in this last episode like is that all, all we're going to see right now and but i did understand his need or want to do that but when he showed up i was ecstatic i was so happy and i was like this is the most perfect moment ever and you could even see it on allura's face that it was the most oh, perfect she was moment was so for her thankful too. For she that. was so happy and thankful and just relieved really mm-hmm. to see all that because well to see willow there because he's become such a great force like strength for her mm-hmm. and having him there helps her a lot
0: you see, the thing that I liked the most about this, I think, is, is like, this would have completely failed without him. Yeah. Like, he was a necessary part of this. And it's it's a common thing with it when you, like, reboot old movies, series. It's like, we saw it with Star Wars, where oftentimes people will shove legacy characters to the side or tear them apart in other ways that... not have time to get into right now and that's all in favor of propping up and building the new characters because it's their story right well I always disliked that immensely because like if you're going to be using these characters you you're using this world yes I want to get to know your new characters but you also have to respect what came before it too and I think that this was a perfect example of that done right because Willow doesn't, like, come in and single-handedly save the day. This is still, like, Alora's ultimate moment, it will be. But he is a major force and an integral force for this. He has his role. It's not the, you know, end-all, be-all, chosen one, savior role. That still goes to Alora. But he does have his role, he does play his role, and his role is necessary. He's not somebody to just be thrown a- aside, yeah,
1: like he never sure.
0: mattered. And I think everybody in the group has that kind of role where, sure, they may not be Alora Dannon, they may not be the chosen one, that's still her thing. But, you know, Kit, as we'll see later, has her role. Alora has her role. Willow has her role. Borman, even to some extent, has his role. Yep. Jade has her role. Graydon has his role. All of these people have become. They have. They each have their time to shine, and be necessary.
1: Yeah, and I think in that's one ways. thing that like I completely appreciate about the show, and one of the major reasons why I grew to love it as much as I did because each character had their moment to shine and they each i mentioned it a couple episodes ago where each pair like each character had developed an emotional connection to another character and they all formed an even bigger connection as a group as well so they all like grew closer together and i appreciated seeing that because not one character was put on a higher um Pedestal than the other because they all had their integral role and place within the group and Mm -hmm. within the world itself. And that's how you do groups. A A plus on how perfect that was. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. So Willow arrives obviously amazing. He breaks the spell. The magic once again looks amazing. It looks really really cool with the visuals how they did that. And then the battle begins. Laura is kind of terrible at this thing, and Graydon, my sweet, amazing Graydon, finds Chalondria's wand and tries to
1: help her. What is his reward for this, Hara? It's no reward. <laughs> my Graydon? My precious little Graydon. He was doing his best. He tried his best. And then he got blown to bits and pieces. This creature just disintegrated into gray debris <laughs> like in front of my face that, I, that was the moment where I had to text Natalie and I, I sat up, I was laying down while watching the episode, I had to sit up because there's no way that actually just happened and that is when the tears started for me <laughs> yep exactly That's
0: that was my feel. reaction
1: yes Right
0: there, that was, that was it. I was just my mind had been blown, and I cannot read what I wrote. It was,
1: it was too <laughs> it was much. Money. But you know, the fight continues. And it
0: was, it was just so hard though because he like came up to her and it's like she was really struggling, and he came up to help her, and he was like, "It's fine, I can do this." Because she was like, "No, go away, like go away." Because, understandably, she was worried because they're such a great couple and it should definitely be canon. 100% should be canon. And, you know, he, like, whips, he pulls out all the stops. He tries his little heart out and it is amazing to the point that the bad guy is literally, like, see? That is what you're missing, Alora. Yeah.
1: Um, He has such passion.
0: I could... Feel how
1: much he wanted to hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of sickening on the crone's part. Like, don't come at my Graydon like that. He really is trying his best. But um, I think that was such an important part for Allura because she really was missing that passion, Mm -hmm. you know? She was still um, holding herself back, not letting herself completely go and embrace the magic within her. And I think seeing Graydon was it for her you know whatever Mm -hmm. happened to Graydon um I know it was it for me so (laughs) it it was most certainly in for it for me I was going
0: the rest of the time I was like if he is dead like he he better he better not be
1: dead they better pull out something for this because this is once that happened ridiculous I think I my brain just shut off when that happened and I hadn't Almost zero hope for the rest of the group. I was like, Great, it's gone. We're I'm toast. about to lose we're Borman. Toast. Like, it's, they're all gonna we're die. Dead. We're just, we're just all gonna die." I was like, "Willow's gonna survive. Maybe Alora will survive, but we're I'm just, losing everybody we're else. all gonna die." <laughs> I was like, "This better not be going Rogue One on me." I, I couldn't handle it if that happened. Yeah. Which, Allura, spoiler alert! It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Thankfully. So, Allura
0: tries to fight, but she's still kind of too scared. And Willow gives her another pep talk, boosting her confidence. They engage in an epic hand-to-hand magic battle. Borman gives Kit the Lux and the cuirass and runs off to fight heroically, seemingly anticipating it to be to the death. Eric fights Kit and Jade while Willow has to project his mind to Allura's to give her another pep talk because the girl's still too scared. But after some encouragement from Willow, she does unlock her full power, and it is
1: glorious. It is amazing. She had her Thor moment. So the crone took um, Sherlandria's wand and broke it. Snapped it. And that was it for it. And Allura obviously was very shocked by that and was like, what am I supposed to do now? But then she had her Thor moment from. You know, in Ragnarok, Thor loses his hammer. And he's lost without it. He doesn't know what to do. But then he realizes his power comes from within. It's not the hammer. It's not the wand. His power is within him. And it's the same with Allura. Where her power is within her. And so she's able to manipulate it and do all, like, you know, all these magic tricks. I, it, Calling them magic tricks feels a little insulting to her because and her power because of how... Mm-hmm strong she is and the thing hey, she's able I mean to... I thought the the disappearing
0: pig trick was pretty impressive but
1: I, I completely agree with you apparently
0: the no wins disagree
1: so it was um I don't know I Tough really crowd. appreciated that <laughs> I really appreciated that because I'm a huge um Marvel fan as well and then the whole um Allura versus the Crone thing reminded me of Harry Potter because it, it was did. red and green you know it was flipped though yeah So Alora was green, which I love because green is my favorite color. (laughs) So that's just like a selfish thing for me. But (laughs) see, purple Um,
0: used to be mine,
1: and Graydon's. Graydon. Oh my god. I liked Graydon's (laughs) color. Yeah, his purple is very pretty, and I I love that each of them have their own kind of color. I know Willow's is green also, Mm -hmm. but with Willow, I don't think he has like he doesn't actually have that power within him he needs the stone or whatever it is and the wand to be I able thought to he do had everything some
0: degree to I don't think he's
1: like he's definitely
0: not Alora.
1: yeah but or, I think or he or Graydon at this point yeah
0: from like the movie though like it was clear I think that he always had some kind of magic it was pretty low tier I guess it just shows
1: like how connected willow and Alora are because both of their colors is green so um i love that like imagery and the use the Mm -hmm. use of color because the crone was red and then Alora was green and they were battling it out and it was like harry versus voldemort but kind of better (laughs) to me at least i don't know i loved it and they didn't have wands obviously but i like the wandless yeah it was cool Almost. It's like, kinda of like Wanda Maximoff. Yes. And I was gonna say it's almost like Naruto, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, completely different genres completely there. Completely different but genres. Same thing, really. Yeah.
0: Close enough. Laura, though, does ultimately succeed and she takes the crone out with some spectacular lightning blasts, kind of Thor style again. Yeah. So it was that's fantastic. Pretty. That's pretty cool, but the battle is not over yet because Eric is still possessed. The Crone transfers her powers to him, and Jade has Kit activate the cuirass. It works, and it turns into some pretty sweet armor. Seriously, I want that armor. It's
1: super cool. It's really. I can't blame Kit for not wanting to take it off. (laughs)
0: Like, I mean, yeah, at the end, like Jade's like, "Do you?" Like, when are you gonna take it off? And she's like, "When I figure out how." But I'm like, "Don't." I'm just, just gonna put that out. figuring out, you know, on the shelf. There's more
1: important things to yeah. think about right now. I mean,
0: we don't we don't need to figure that out right now. We'll
1: just I'll just keep wearing it. It's it's slimming up. Which was super cool to see. When when Borman handed Kit the um what's it called? The cuirass mm-hmm. and the Lux Arcana. and was like, This is on you that I I broke down <laughs> into even mm-hmm. bigger waterworks at that point because obviously i cried when what happened to Graydon happened but i think i really developed the deepest connection with kit out of all characters surprisingly and so when borman gave it to her it felt like such a huge monumental mm-hmm. moment that i was genuinely sobbing like I am pretty sure if my neighbors were home they probably could have heard me wailing yeah. because of how emotional that was and how deep it was because it showcased showcased such character development and it went from Kit being this kid who um didn't really know where she like who she was and what her role is and she was just so angry all the time and like kind of selfish and just had one goal And was very an individualistic person and she's finally coming into herself and like her having the power to wield that Lux Arcana and like the whole shield and power like and then it ties into Mad Martigan went on this quest so he can get that for her Mm -hmm. because he knew the power that she held that she would be the one to wield Mm -hmm. it and it's just such an amazing moment so powerful and touching and yeah I was I was bawling like a baby. It was fantastic. On Kit's
0: end, I agree. I think that that is a really good moment. The only issue I do have for it that kind of soured it for me was on Borman's end. Specifically because of what he says. He says that it's not my story. It's yours. And maybe this is just, you know, semantics that I'm getting caught up on. And maybe if it had been worded differently, then I would have been as into it. But for me, it just kind of felt like, kind of like main character energy where it's just like, he is never going to be worthy no matter what he does Mm -hmm. to wield it. And that's not what I thought it was at first. I thought it was more like Mjolnir, where it's just like, sure, it's Thor's and most people can't pick it up, but Captain America can.
1: You have to be worthy of yeah, it. Yeah, it's about be being
0: worthy. It. So that's that's what I thought that the cuirass had been built up to. But now it seems to turn out to be like, you are the chosen one. This is about you. Yeah. So you are the only one who can wield it. And that's why it doesn't work for me, which I, just, I didn't really like that. Maybe if it was set up to be like a prophecy, like only certain people could do it. If mm-hmm. it wasn't about worth at all ever, that would be different. But since it had originally been about worth, and now it's about you specifically are the only one who can do this because it's your story. Because you
1: are Alora's protector. Yeah, especially. it's like it is
0: just because of something special about you. Not that Kit's unworthy, but... She's the only one who is worthy, according to this, because it's her story. So it's like Jade couldn't do it, even if she was equally worthy of wielding it. Mm -hmm. Borman can't do it, even if he's equally worthy. And it's like, if you want to argue about whether or not he is, okay, fine. But the implication of this is that it doesn't matter how worthy you are to begin with. If you are not Kit, you do not get the armor.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I didn't about it at that time i was too busy crying but um mm-hmm. as you say that i do agree i wish it would have been worded differently because mm-hmm. i think each of these characters is the main character and they have yeah. their main character and that's, moments that's what we and were so... talking about earlier yeah. about how
0: much i loved that is that it wasn't about any one character which obviously probably would traditionally be a laura rather than kid mm-hmm. because she's the she's the chosen one she's the super special savior of the world, but like, what I liked about this is that everybody was important. Everybody was carrying their weight. And everybody was worthy, was a worthy addition to the group. And sure, we had some people who were like, I mean, obviously everybody has their character growths and their character journeys. Yeah. And I don't think that not being Alora or Kit makes them any less worthy. And that was what I really liked about it. So to hear that, you know, the whole thing with Borman and his worthiness was resolved because... It's not my story, it's yeah. yours. It's like that was disappointing for me, I'm not going to lie. Overall the episode was still fantastic and I was really really engaged. Yeah. <laughs> in it. It was just that one part where I just I really wish that I think if the that had not been there, that it yeah. had been something else about if how he, If
1: he ju- if his line just changed, if he didn't say that mm-hmm. like those specific words, I think it would have changed it completely. Really, because We see it all the time where it's all of them in a line together Mm -hmm. you know um where they're showing their backs or even like from uh, a front-facing um angle like it's all about the group you know the cover is the group they're they're all there Mm -hmm. and there's not not one character is more important than the next no matter what whether you're the chosen one Mm -hmm. or you're you're here because your father forced you to be here like in gradens um Mm -hmm.
0: What if he had said something about how, like, the cuirass is meant to protect what is good in the world or something? I'm just, you know, throwing mm-hmm. this off off the top of my head. But he links it to protection somehow. He's like, it wasn't me who jumped off of that waterfall and had the leap of faith with Alora, It was you.
1: Yeah. I think that would have been so much nicer and, like,
0: like... Because then it's, like, yeah. it turns it from... This story was never about me. It was about you, which mm-hmm. just completely screams, "This is the main character, guys. This
1: is her yeah. story." It's like it goes from that and it also kind of into um, shows Borman. It, it makes it seem like he's pitying himself almost. I mean, it doesn't really give off that entirely, but that terminology mm-hmm. that he used, kind of like, like he's
0: regretful for not having that faith, or he's
1: like odd that he accepted did he's have accepted that. that he's not good enough and i Yet. put that in air quotes because mm-hmm. that's not true you know mm-hmm. um all of them are good enough they're they obviously mm-hmm. have their roles it's just that when it comes to the shield like the lux arcana all of that it had a very specific purpose
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think they were just wrong about the way they showcased it and how they were saying that mm-hmm. it all depends on worthiness because clearly no. Yeah. It's it has its own purpose of or being Alora's protector. at least protector. change
0: what, you know, it's like change that or change the wording when he says it of it's like this is you your are story. Mo- it's, like, it's not like I'm unworthy, but you are more worthy mm-hmm. because you had this faith. You followed Alora yeah. off the end of the world. So this is the purpose of what the Lux is supposed to do. It's like you it's like it doesn't want to work for Alagash or me. Because it wants to work for you. For sure. And that would then be tied to her actions. Like a very clear example of her proving why she should have it. Be, like over everybody else. That leap of faith that she took mm-hmm. with Allura over the waterfall. That could be the defining thing that could be pointed to. It'd be like, yeah. that's why she has the cuirass.
1: Especially considering that it was Kit who even... Um Gave Laura that faith, too. Laura was Mm -hmm. um, ready to give up, but Kit brought her back. Kit was like, no, we can do this, you know. She was there for her in that moment and was like, we'll do this together. She was the only
0: one who had faith in that moment, I think.
1: Yeah. So it was – that would have been so much better, in my opinion. So much better. yours too, so – just either of those
0: I wish would have gone again is it the worst thing in the world no but I just I didn't like how what that meant for Borman's specific arc like where he's at what that says about him I love what it says about Kit except Mm -hmm. I do think it should it could be better with tying it to her actions instead of just it's destined for her because she's the protagonist because in this it's like you have actually earned this you're not just getting it because the protagonist gets the cool armor, you're getting it because you've earned it. And I really like that idea.
1: Um one thought that I did have when I heard that line from Borman is that it was like it was just kind of funny to me because the show is called Willow. Like <laughs> if anybody's the main character then it's probably Willow. I mean, <laughs> even though not in the really, show technically yeah, in the show it's Yeah, he is the titular character. It's not that like it's just called after him, but it was like kind of funny in my brain. It's like the show is called Willow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the kit show because you guys are all equal, but,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Though I think it's really just called Willow because the movie was called Willow. Yeah. And that, that ties it together. So, you know, name recognition,
1: which, it makes sense. And I don't mind it. I feel like um, not putting anybody above the other. I think Willow is the tying force in the Willow group. is the glue. Yes. The magic glue. I think so. And... In this episode, we finally have a Borman and Willow moment because, um, like I said before, we had special moments between char- like pairs of characters throughout all the episodes, but we had yet to see an actual moment between Borman and Willow. And when they were the last two at the edge of the world of like the shattered, shattering sea, um, Willow was... Trying to have a deep moment with Borman, trying to let him know that he—no one thinks he's selfish, and we like—they all know where his heart truly lies, and mm-hmm. all these things. But um, like, you're not Borman, giving yourself
0: enough credit, my yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: he was being so genuine and heartfelt, and Borman was like, <laughs> "Can't handle this. Out. No, um, this is not for me. This is, this is too and touchy feely for me. <laughs> too like." <late. laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I appreciated seeing them as a duo finally as well.
0: Yeah. So when Kit gets the armor she turns total awesome warrior princess mode. She gets she just completely owns her brother. Like it's barely a competition. Yeah. If it's a competition at all. Um, She beats him and then she's clearly and understandably distraught because she assumes at first that she's going to have to
1: kill him because that's... And she was ready to. I think that was... That's her that's get
0: go, or go-to, go apparently, when people are possessed. It's like, well, going to have to die.
1: Well, at this Which, point... Which, to be fair, like... is not really
0: that unreasonable. Like, when I say that, I'm just... I'm being snarky for snarkiness' sake because yeah. I do see how she could logically think that. I mean, he's basically been christened the... Harbinger of the worm or something. Uh-huh. I was like, I was just calling back to earlier when she was like, "Oh, Graydon's poisoned. We're just guess somebody's gonna have to kill him." Which yeah, that I was that was old first half season kit.
1: And <laughs> I think this showcased like her. She was actually willing to do it. Too. She yeah, wasn't she like she was willing to do it, which shows a tremendous amount of strength from and her, growth because and like growth. that was
0: a thing from that episode that we were talking about first se- first half of the season kit is. She finally she,
1: understands. Now. Yeah, it's like
0: she was all, like, you know, nonchalant about it. it was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to kill him because it's going to be me. And, you know, all this other stuff. And Jade and Borman, had that had been when they had their moment. And it had been about, like, actually, you know it's going to have to be one of us. Because Kit, like, she's, she thinks she understands, but she doesn't.
1: Yeah, and it, in this moment, she finally understood. Even though it wasn't, um, strictly speaking, like, addressed right away or anything like that i think it was shown without words um Mm -hmm. just how much she understood because it just in her face alone you could see how difficult and heartbreaking it was for her but she was still willing to do it because that was what she needed Mm -hmm. to do for the betterment of the world at least she thought it's what she needed to do Mm -hmm. but laura stops her
0: yeah actually does laura stop her or does willow Alora does. Alora does. Yeah. And then Willow. Willow breaks his staff then and gives her the gem at the top, instructing her to use it to call out to Eric. She talks to him, trying to draw him out of the darkness. And after a bunch of cute flashbacks to them as children, which, oh, they were so cute. Amazing. It was so so cute. Borman returns. Like it works. You know, they they get Eric. Borman returns, the absolute legend that he is. He wants to. He claims to want his mom. But is otherwise all right.
1: He walks out looking good, just he's very he's, like just unbothered, this, like not just a care in the world. Battle, and then he's like, "I want my mom." Yeah. <laughs> what a man! What a legend! And he's not a myth; he is very much real, <laughs> real in our hearts. He's perfect in every way that counts.
0: Mm-hmm. But all is not well, unfortunately, because Graydon is still gone and the, wor- the worm is still down there and it's not going to be very happy with them at all. They walk off into the sunset and that is
1: the end. No, wait! There's more. That is not the end. Um, because previously, in the last episode, I mentioned how I looked up whether the show was renewed for season two yet or not. And I found out that This episode ended in a cliffhanger. So when the screen turned black after this scene, I was like, so did the internet lie to me? Because this is not a cliffhanger. (laughs) This is the happiest of all endings. And then... Not really, but, you know, close enough. Close enough. It
0: it wrapped up itself pretty well at that point.
1: And then, I mean, the worm still being out there is obviously, like, a cliffhanger of sorts. But nothing so drastic that it would warrant the need for a second season immediately. Mm-hmm. But then, what happens, Natalie?
0: Graydon, my sweet little man, wakes up on the battlefield from Willow's vision and sees Alora, who apparently seems to be cosplaying as Black Widow, though, to her credit, she pulls it off, in front of an army of monsters and scorched earth. This is apparently Alora's reign, and she wants Graydon to rule with her. Then, like how every episode started with a book close or book opening, in the finale the book closed, revealing two other Willow volumes. After this, indicating three
1: seasons, ideally is what the plan is. Ideally, so I need that right now. <laughs> I do that. Um, I need that. One question I did have about like that whole thing is do you think that version of Allura is the worm
0: I think it's possible I think it's also it would depend I guess on if the worm was also you know Sorsha if Eric played himself or if that was a a a fragment thank you (laughs) fragments of you know the the vision the hallucination as well I think, it could be. I don't know exactly what the worm's powers are. I thought that maybe it was like that, like worm thing that when Alora looked out yeah, on the yeah. because yeah. she claimed that she saw it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is that the worm, or is the worm like the crone and can like shape shift and appear for things? So it's either the worm, or it's a similar temptation. However, that worked mm-hmm. as earlier. With because, like that's that's where they went. Like when Graydon turned into, you know, dust, yeah, his like the remnants of him kind of like went, went into that portal. into the portal that yeah. Kit and Alora went in. So it could be the worm doing it, or that could just be some kind of magic from the crone left over, but then the crone's dead. so i'm not I'm not sure. I would say
1: that it's probably it can actually be another Alora. Because, I mean, if there's I mean, going to be this three rate. seasons, I see in the second season them finally defeating the worm. But then what will the third season be about? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Or maybe defeating the worm is the third season, but there's, like, something in the middle. Like, maybe yeah. rescuing Graydon. And what I told you earlier of what I would like to see is uh-huh. I'm not sure 100% where... This is, but... Natalie's y-
1: brain is perfect.
0: You know how Mad Mardigan kind of got stuck behind a veil or something in the Minds of Skellen. What if Graydon is in like the same kind of realm as Mad Mardigan and they run into each other? This- and then they can either work on escaping themselves or somehow the group finds out that they're down there. And they need to rescue them from that while the worm is building power in the world. Mm-hmm. And then the third season could be the final climactic yeah. thing like that.
1: Which is such a perfect, ideal scenario. Disney, if you're listening, I think we just solved it for you. Like, we, just, <laughs> yeah. we gave you everything you need to make this happen. So, <laughs> so good. Graydon and Mad Mardian. That would be such a fun duo. Oh, yes. And I think Graydon can learn a lot from Mad Mardigan. Especially so. about women. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. And I think it would just be amazing to see and also to have Mad Mardigan back. Because we heard his voice in this season, but we didn't actually
0: I want Mad Mardigan. See him.
1: But yeah, he was our favorite character in the movie. He was. So having him back would be was. super ideal and just like the most perfect scenario. Um, do you have any other hopes for the rest of the characters and hopefully upcoming seasons? <laughs> um, so I'd say the next
0: one would probably be Sorsha. Agreed. So I want to preface this by saying I liked Sorsha in the movie.
1: She was great in the movie. Yeah. Um we got to see different dynamics from her and like at first, she was all on bad side, but then she got to see the light when she was close to Mad Mardigan. She realized the dark side, side did not have cookies exactly, and so she flipped sides and she she was great, you know she fought against Babmorda and realized the terrors
0: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Babmorda
1: could unleash and was like that's not that's good. not good that's not yeah. I don't want that for me and it was fantastic and I was excited going into the mm-hmm. show seeing that all like a lot of the um what was it legend characters the legacy characters legacy characters yeah. sorry yeah backwards. and that's and that's but. what
0: we were talking about earlier about how like i like it when you respect legacy characters and so i was a little annoyed with how sorsha was portrayed just on that basis because we did not like sorsha this episode or this season
1: yeah This season, it was kind of like... And here
0: is why, right? So we had, at the beginning, the first episode. Here's the list of transgressions. She slandered Mad Mardigan. And I don't know why she did that. Because in the second episode, she then seemed like she loved him again. And she didn't regret being with him like Mm -hmm. she implied in the first one. Yeah, And then she immediately turns it on Willow. When she stops being rude to Mad Mardigan's memory, she turns it on Willow and tells him that he's a terrible sorcerer and he'll never be a good one, and just to leave. It was just And it's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And she's not, she's kind of a terrible queen at this rate because she is Morda's daughter, so she should know better that banning magic is not going to stop bad people with magic. Mm-hmm. from invading your kingdom and hurting people because wasn't Bab magic? Yeah. Yeah. So she had magic and everybody was suffering under her. Good magic was pretty useful, wouldn't you say? I would 100% say. So her banning magic makes no sense even with the context of well, I want to protect Alora. Okay. I get that. But you almost made it so Alora never had her magic at all. And then what which, would you do? I mean, if I'm understanding the situation, kind of would doom the entire realm.
1: Yeah. Like, unless I miss something. You nailed
0: it. That's what would happen with that. So I understand wanting to protect a person that you care about. But at the same time, there's going to have to be... Some kind of balance where you can't stop them, A, from being who they really are, Mm -hmm. and B, when you are a queen, it is unfortunate, but there are going to have to be some things that you have to weigh. You have to weigh your personal desires against the kingdom's desires. You have to weigh your family, your friends against the good of the kingdom. And I don't want to pretend like this is, you know, some no-brainer, obviously. Obviously, this would be a terrible position to Uh be in. It would be very, very hard. And I do not envy her for being in that position to have to make decisions like that. And, you know, maybe she has just been so beaten down and lost that she does not understand or... Is not thinking clearly to where she is letting fear consume her, or she's. I, I still don't know where the Mad Mardigan slander came from, yeah. but she's she's just hurting in some way. But I think that that could have been shown more if that is the case.
1: I agree. And I think seeing her, well, fake her in episode eight kind of led It was for like me the source that we could hope. have. The yeah. source that could so have I'm been. So I'm like, I'm hoping to see that in the next season if Mm -hmm. we get it um please
0: please give it to us
1: i I keep wanting to like speak as though it is happening but i can't help being realistic maybe
0: if we speak enough that it will happen we will will it into existence
1: truth so in the next season what i know will happen is (laughs) because it will
0: totally be a next season
1: yeah so i'm just hoping that we Actually, do see more of Sorsha and get that. And we get that explanation. We
0: get that because, like, for the first episode and the second episode, it kind of seemed like we had two different Sorshas to some degree. Yeah. In return, in regards to Mad Mardigan. it's kind of
1: like the three different Sorshas because we watched the movie relatively close to the time we watched the show, so it was like we got the movie version of Sorsha, and then we got episode one Sorsha, and then we got episode two Sorsha, and it was like, "Who are you?" And Mm -hmm. so it just. Kind of this back so and forth, getting that thing.
0: clarification of why she is acting like this. Because I mean, we hated Kit a lot more than we hated Sorsha oh, in the yeah. first half of this this season.
1: And now I'm bawling and, my eyes out over Kit. You know. Having yeah, the president of on. Kit <laughs>
0: Protection Club over here. Me that's going to me. have a T-shirt hopefully soon, which I, I don't, don't know th- if that's ever gonna happen, but maybe I if actually
1: we... will make a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I will make it. I will. I don't know if I'll have a picture of Kit on it, but it's definitely going to say Kit Protection Squad. I'll put... KPS. Yeah. I'll put President on my shirt, and then I'll put Vice President oh. on your shirt.
0: Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much for that generosity.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: So, but yeah, we, we liked Kit. It's like, we really like Kit now, and we hated her at the beginning. So, Sorcha can redeem herself.
1: There is always room mm-hmm. for redemption. I mean,
0: let's take my favorite character of all time do you have a guess of who this is
1: Mr. Thorin
0: yes Thorin (laughs) Oakenshield so in the Hobbit movie the Battle of the Five Armies he gets a little gold sick and he turns into a massive piece of work that nobody wants to be around including his best friend so yeah the reason that we do not hate him is because it is clear from the get go why he's acting like this we know who he was we know that this is somebody completely different essentially and now he's they
1: also showed us complete 180 um, we know different why it's cases happening. of it happening to other people yeah, as well true. so it's like that also helped so it's he, his mind is being poisoned essentially mm-hmm. and we get to see that happening so we get to understand him regardless of how frustrating it is to see and how we upsetting know it's not it really him exactly we know we that understand his mind is being poisoned. so we,
0: we don't hate him for it exactly and he can redeem himself later in the movie and a similar thing happens with Graydon, right? Like we got on to Alora earlier mm-hmm. in the season because she was holding being possessed by dark magic against Graydon. It's like You can't help that. Like he's clearly not himself. That's clearly not something that he chose sure. to do, Alora. Gee, like why would you why would you hold that against a person? Like it's very clear. There's it's unambiguous. It's very clear what is happening to him. That should not, in my opinion, be something that you hold against him to that extent. We don't see anything that clear cut for Sorsha. But that doesn't mean that it can't be explained retroactively. Yeah. Again, I think it, from a storytelling perspective, would have been smarter to do at the beginning. So there wouldn't be this confusion. But yeah,
1: considering this first season focused heavily on just the main group you know the kids in Willow and Borman um it's kind of understandable that we didn't really see much of Sorcerer mm-hmm. or, or get any of that kind of character development which is why I'm hoping in the next season we do see that even if it's just mm-hmm. in the first episode or the yeah. f- first two episodes because I think we actually will get to see her again or at least I hope we do um unless possibly the group doesn't make it back to tears lane for some reason and the battle continues or, uh-
0: what yeah. if they return to Tears Lane and it's just completely raised to the ground?
1: <gasps> Natalie, don't say that. Natalie, <laughs> the devastation on Kit's face. I can't handle any more of that. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. That's, the, That's how home. you should
0: start season three.
1: <laughs> okay. At that point, it's like it's far enough. <laughs> but
0: I don't think it would make sense if it started season two they would have to yeah. they would have to set that up somehow like like unless they return the, to tears lane at the end of season two or something like yeah you know, I think the there would and in that.
1: like that entire realm has to come up into yes um the current realm that they're in for it to make sense for that to happen absolutely but the devastation on kids' face is going to be too much for me. So, maybe let's not have it happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's her home. Yeah, I just...
0: I thought of that when you were just talking about returning to tears lane and stuff like that. And it just Which that is, thought just randomly popped in my head.
1: I was like... Oh, it's a valid. It's a valid my thought. My writer brain has been <laughs> engaged. It's, it's a valid thought. And when it comes to fantasy, we cannot put anything off the table. Mm-hmm. So... And
0: who knows? Maybe it'll be like District 12 and... Someone will have figured out. No, District 12. Like, in Catching Fire, at the end of Catching Fire, when it gets firebombed by the Capitol. Oh, yeah. And and, and Gail had managed to, well, yeah, but, like, Gail had managed Mm -hmm. to to get people out in time because he figured out that it was happening. It's like, maybe it could be a case like that, and she doesn't actually lose anybody.
1: It's just the city, which
0: would still be traumatic, but not as traumatic as losing her family as well.
1: One more thing that I wanted to touch on, based on, like, my original question about what i'm hoping to see um or what you're hoping to see with other like the characters in future seasons i really hope season two shows us everything that went down with willow and his family and possibly even bringing his son back oh i don't know how they'll do it or if they will obviously but i think it would be very nice for that to happen because Willow's been through so much. He yeah, deserves to have like his the family. the
0: rekindling of that bond, and then Willow's acceptance
1: of what happened. Exactly, and like I that, think oh, I think that rekindling a good idea can empower Disney. Willow, <laughs> I think like rekindling that relationship can empower Willow. Well, we see we see a tremendous amount of power from him in this season, and that's based solely on his love. Or the love he received from memes and the encouragement sh- he oh, got his from his relationship her. with memes was so good. Um, and so I think if he gets his family back, even though his wife is gone, so obviously he can't get her back. But if he gets his son back, I think that will unleash an even larger mm-hmm. amount of power, the and that's healing. what we need. Exactly, that's what we need in order to take on the worm, because that is, and you know. Obviously, Elora is the chosen one, but she can't do it on her own, as we've seen in this season. Only she had
0: a purple magic-wielding sorcerer boyfriend to help her.
1: And Willow. <laughs> and Willow, yeah. So it's like, you need the whole group. And I think just rekindling that father-son relationship will make Willow an even stronger character, an even more powerful one, to be mm-hmm. able to help the group even more. And it might be cool to bring in more characters as well i'm completely attached to this current group and i don't know if i really want that to change but when it comes to fighting this mm-hmm. huge war against I think the world, adding need, more
0: characters would be good i would i think it's a necessity hope to still have the old characters as well
1: yeah i think it would be a necessity i just mean like not getting rid of any of these characters or anything like that it's just that making the group larger Mm-hmm. having more sorcerers sorceresses all that stuff i think it would be cool to see Alora but... builds a
0: sorcerer army
1: <gasps> oh that would be so cool <laughs> i love that thought oh disney hit us up for any more <laughs> ideas because we are loaded mm-hmm. and yeah i just i really do appreciate and love every aspect of the show even the moments where we hated on the characters and all that yeah. you know all the like nothing the has been done that, we that could not be undone or
0: made up for
1: yeah i think it was just it's such a fantastic show Ep- like from episode one i was hooked into it well i mean to be honest it's from the movie but strictly speaking the show f- episode to episode it was hit after hit um just fantastic and we get to see Um, such a great bond form within this group and obviously created a huge bond with me and I'm deeply connected to it and deeply attached to it I was bawling like a baby there's a picture of me crying you know I'm smiling in the picture but it it is what it is I was like (laughs) I was sobbing my eyes out and then I think Borman or Jade said something and I started cracking up and I was just laughing and sobbing and no show had that effect on me since Teen Wolf, and I mean the earlier seasons of Teen Wolf. So it's been like over five years since the show has had that effect on me, and I think it's very powerful, and I love that, and I appreciate the show for it, and I love it so much, which Mm -hmm. I said like a million times. Speaking of Jade and
0: Borman, for future hopes for them, what do you think of Borman and Scorpia, going off to try to recruit more people to fight against the worms from like the bone ravers and like that little area i think that's a necessity <laughs> it needs to happen and what about kit and jade heading up kind of like not necessarily heading up as in like running completely because i think they're too young for that mm-hmm. but being heavily involved in training like a ranger knight kind of
1: yeah we thing br- like that. i brought it up earlier how it would be so cool and awesome to see jade and kit being in the night school together and like Mm -hmm. growing together but i think i think it would be nice to see season two start off maybe a year after this happened or even a couple of years which is kind of dangerous territory because it leaves room for certain characters not to be there Mm -hmm. but i think it also gives them room to grow even more and have more Mm -hmm. background when it comes to you know training like being knights and things like that so i when it comes to what you're saying i think it would be awesome to see that i just think it would be it would need to be like years yeah after which unless it was just
0: more from like an adventuring standpoint not anything that would have like a a structure like a night school like on their way back
1: home they run into people and they're like hey you want to join the fight against the worm? Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they can, them. like, do, like, little impromptu sword
0: training, like, yeah. fighter, like, kind of, like, like I said, more ranger styles than actually, like, knights. Mm-hmm. So, sure. like, knights would have this more stringent, technical, like, thing that they would have to go through, curriculum that they would have to go through. And it would be, it would take longer Whereas if you're setting up, like, ranger battalions to be on the lookout for the worm or something like that. Yeah. That could just be more, like, survival skills, fighting skills. I think that's something that, you know, between the two of them, they would be able to handle better, um, giving the ex- experience that they have. I would still set it at least, like, six months or more down the line mm-hmm. just to be safe. But I think that, that would, that would be... A good idea I
1: think something that we see happen a lot or at least I see happen a lot um, when it comes to shows it's that they finish a battle and then the next season starts off with them you know living happily they've gone back to their old routines and then something else gets brought up and I think I I know I said it would be nice to see them like at night school and things like that which would require them to have that normalcy in life but I think it might even be cooler if that didn't happen and they didn't get that kind of break and mm-hmm. it's just like rather than having it like you know one thing after the other it's more like they are exploring and it's an mm-hmm. adventure and they're like figuring things out and still training and all that because they know the worm is still out there yeah. you know they can't they can't go back to a normal life mm-hmm. when imminent danger is there
0: yeah and that's why i wanted to set it up kind of like a everyone is going off doing these things in preparation of that. I think that that would be... War term, Yeah, in terms of keeping up the tension, Mm -hmm. that would be the thing that would make sense because we've just established that the worm is still out there and it's going to retaliate. If you wait, like, five, six years and the worm hasn't retaliated, it wouldn't, like, kill the tension completely, but then the question becomes... Well, how mad is the worm, really? Like, how yeah. how long is it going to take
1: to retaliate? Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to see Elora go back with Willow instead of mm-hmm. going to Lean. I think it would be awesome if she mm-hmm. went back t- with Willow to um, the Nelwyn village and kind of just actually sat down with him, studied, learned more, mm-hmm. and be able to control her powers and you know unleash not unleash them mm-hmm. all but you know have such a good grasp on them to be able to go into the war fully mm-hmm. prepared i think i would love to see that yeah
0: one more thing that i would love to see that was set up that i really liked about this episode and i can't believe i'm actually saying this because i am a hardcore romantic i love romance yeah but i was actually really pleasantly surprised that it came down to, the love that it came down to to save the day at the end was not romantic but it was between brother and sister yeah and i thought that that agree. was that was really sweet how it came down to it's like instead of you know dove alora and eric's love which i mean we all we all know my opinion on that but i think that just like like i have a younger brother and i think that having that that bond be what eventually is what calls Eric back is just really powerful because your siblings do hold a really special part. You've had them since, like, you as long born. as you can remember. <laughs> in or some if cases. they're younger than yeah, you. depending than on how, who's the older born. one.
1: But especially for Kit and Eric, they're twins. They're twins. So, And, you know, I don't have a twin, but I do have four siblings. So it's like I understand the sibling bond, but I hear every twins say that the bond between twins is even deeper and stronger Mm -hmm. than that which is understandable they were twins Mm -hmm. but um it's I completely agree with you like familial relationships will always hold such a like important part in my heart and seeing that and have that be the catalyst in this episode is so fantastic Mm because I'm a romantic too I love romance I love seeing it but when it comes to family relationships and familial anything, that hits so much harder. It hits close to mm-hmm. home. And it's just such and it a feels, beautiful way.
0: it feels more earned. Not that it wouldn't be earned for a romantic setting. But because I don't know how long Eric and Laura had been together. But I don't think it was
1: a crazy I, amount of I don't think time. it was even long. I don't think it was longer than a month. Yeah. I feel so like, like a month is pushing it.
0: So not that you know people couldn't get fond feelings for that, yeah. but it it just made more sense to me that this is his sister. That is like their their love for as siblings
1: especially is just so
0: powerful, so much more so than a girl who would have been in his life for a month.
1: Yeah, especially because we do see Alora, kind of being wishy washy going over to Graydon. And then we see Eric also having that where he's into Lily, and you know, kind of, sort of, yeah, kind of, kind of. But it's like it showcases that the love they had for each other isn't as strong as they had hoped it was, Mm -hmm. and so and not
0: that it couldn't have grown stronger, just at that
1: point, time it wasn't there yet. Essentially, doesn't matter at least to me when it comes to romantic relationships or even friendships, you can create very strong bonds in very little in a very mm-hmm. little amount of time but at the you end of the you have to convince day, me that that's the bond though Yeah, at the end of the day it's not going to hold the same grasp as a fam- familial relationship, a familial bond especially between twins mm-hmm. and Kit is exactly what Eric needed to come back because at the end of the day it's them against the world And that's how I feel, like, about my siblings at the end of the day. Like, it's me and them against the world no matter what.
0: So another big hope that I would want for season two would be a deepening of that bond with showing Kit and Eric together interacting where maybe Eric doesn't focus on other women that much. I think. Like, he can still be, you know, interested in it. I'm not asking for, like, a rewrite of his character. But at the end of the day, just like he was... Kind of like hinted at at the beginning, but before we were robbed Mm -hmm. because he was actually kidnapped. And that wasn't given a chance beyond that first episode and then the very end to be shown, grown, and built upon. But having more sibling dynamics where he does have her back, where she has his back, and they are working together to prepare for the
1: worm. Mm -hmm. And I think a great way to kind of go about that is having Eric be studying up on becoming king Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and obviously at this point kit's the one that's been um growing up to be the leader of the kingdom and eric was kind of off to the side you know obviously he still had his importance but it wasn't like he was nobody really expected as much for him yeah so now i think it's going to be switched and eric's going to be feeling all that pressure and it would be amazing to see kit helping him and like Encouraging him, letting him know like how to handle all mm-hmm. that stuff. It would be, it would be so cute and perfect. Yeah. Well, Hara, I think that about wraps. That's ab- it. Oh,
0: I this had to say all the Willow we have for now. What are oh. we going to do without our beloved Borman, our electric Alora, our genius Graydon, our wonderful Willow, our courageous Kit? Courageous with a K. (laughs) We're just awesome. Jade getting a bit much.
1: I think so too. I think it's perfect. (laughs) Just what I needed to end this fantastic season and also these lovely podcasts that we've been doing.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to our commentary on Willow. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we certainly have. Be sure to check out previous episode commentaries on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anywhere Podcasts Live. Be sure to check out our other content that we have on Entertainment Rebooted as well. And tune in to our radio segments at 1 p.m. on Sundays following Sports Power Talk. I'm Natalie. This is I'm Hara. Hara. <laughs> and this is Willow Wednesday. Thank you for listening. Thank you.